is the Sideline Insights with Rola. Guys, welcome to the Sideline Insights with Rola. Apparently, this is my debut episode on this podcast, and I'm thrilled to have you guys on this journey with me. So I'm just basically going to do a brief introduction about myself. My name is Kofu. Actually, my full name is Kofu Rola, but people know me as Kofu or Rola. And obviously, you can call me Bikof, so I don't mind. So I'm a Chelsea fan, and apparently, I love football. And, you know, it's just a trend. People say, oh, why is a girl talking about football? Why do girls love football? This is 2024. I don't think that should be a question again. We are not talking about football to impress anybody. We are not talking about football to impress whatever, to please men. Football is not a gender sport. I just hope that these silly questions stop in 2024. You can be a football girl. You can be a girl and still love football. Football is for everybody. And that is that is it. So moving on, uh, I used to get questions like, oh, how do you start watching football? How do you start supporting Chelsea? Honestly, even me too, I really don't know when exactly I started watching football. I just knew that I grew up like that because my father apparently is a big football fan and obviously a Chelsea fan. So when I spot this girl now, I have to... Well, to pick up from there, and apparently, we are finally here. I love football. Football is my thing, and I hope to make more money from football. And I'm just happy, and I'm excited that I can finally start this podcast journey because I've been saying, oh, I'm going to start a podcast. Can you guys give me name suggestions? Look, we made it. We are here, and this is episode one of sideline insights with roller so today i have two amazing people here people that i actually don't think i'm lying no honestly i just look up to them i love um what they are doing when it comes to football i love their individual growth i love their insights i love interacting with them and i'm just really glad to have them here one is a chelsea fan and the other yeah. <laughs> Sorry for laughing. I'm just like an Arsenal fan, lonely at the top FC. So I'm just going to give the Chelsea fan because I am biased, you know. I am biased towards anything Chelsea. So I'm going to give the Chelsea fan the opportunity to introduce himself. So Adams, how are you doing? Yeah, no, I'm doing good. I'm doing great. Like it's so good to be here. Um, you know, I followed your part of your journey and i'm excited for you on you know the podcast also i'm excited to be on the first episode with twitter football royalty if you know oh you know i mean you get to know the next guest in a couple in a couple seconds but you know these guys do their thing on twitter and i'm just glad to be amongst them Thank you so much. Um, so, to the elephants on the tree that's finally fallen, to the lonely at the top FC fan, um, I know that a lot of you know him as Pete Santi on Twitter. So, hi, Santi. Hello. Um, I go by the name Santi, that boy <laughs> behind the Gabriel Jesus AVI on Twitter. And... It's a pleasure to be one of the first guests on your show. Uh, 
Rola is an OG on football Twitter. I'm like, uh, before even myself joined football Twitter, she's always been there. One of those um girls that hold it down for Chelsea. So yeah, it's a pleasure being here. And hi, Adam, how are you doing? Doing great, my bro. We're doing great. Oh, so I'm an OG. Thank you. Thank you guys for, for making my head swell this night. Anyways, so today we are going to be doing the Premier League mid-season review. I mean, we are up to game week. Game week what? Game week 20 in the Premier League already. And a lot has happened this season. Man, where do I start from? I don't even know. It feels like a full season already. Yes. I mean... It's just when it it's just looking back at it now, a lot has actually happened because I know that we started the season from a Chelsea fan, we started the season with no sponsor on our jersey. And now we have a sponsor. <laughs> so um back to you, Adam. So I'm just going to ask you how the season has been from a Chelsea point of view for you. Oh, horrible. It's been horrible, man. I'm not even gonna lie. Like they sold us dreams this season. We expected it to be a lot better than it than it is. Just two places better than last season to be tense. I feel like it's it's been underwhelming. And uh with the type of players that we bought, especially the way we felt when some transfers went through. I remember the feeling where we got Caicedo, when we snatched him from Liverpool, we we're like, yes. And now it, it just feels like, you know, when I look at other teams, especially Aston Villa, Spurs, Chelsea have just been underwhelming. You know, we expected a lot more. Of course, uh, we have to be realistic too and factor in that the fact that we have a lot of new players. But at the same time, I mean, this is Chelsea, man. It's Chelsea we're talking about. We expected us. I'm sure Roller shares the same sentiment as well. I expected my team to be way better than we are. Uh, just some losses. I look at I look at the Manchester United loss. It was so terrible the way we played in that game, losing to Newcastle four one. I mean, I can go on and on and on. Just a lot of a lot of performances have been poor. But you know, it's not all doom and gloom. We are still able to you know possibly finish this season with a trophy. I don't know when this gets out, but uh, we have a Carabao Cup semi-final uh, cup date with Middlesbrough, which, you know, we expect Chelsea to go through. And we've been seeing some signs from a couple of our young talents. You know, Modric has, has started to come into his own. We see players like Malo Gusto also showing quality. Um, Enzo as well. I think Enzo has also been well, uh, doing really good. So it's it's been a mixed bag of feelings, really, but mostly just uh, underwhelming. Actually, I I feel you, man. It's been hard. Like I said, where <laughs> do I start from? I actually agree with those uh, performances, like the one with United, so embarrassed. Like, there's no game I will like watch every time. I'll say that is our worst performance of the season. Another game yeah. will shock me again and say this is our worst performance <laughs> of the season. Like I am super, super tired. Honestly, you just like you just have to support the club. No matter what. You just you just have to support the club because that's that's football. That's life. That's like the beauty of football. No matter we're not glory hunters. We don't we don't run to other clubs. 
So I respect Arsenal fans. Like those Arsenal fans that actually stayed during their seven years of no UCL football. Sorry, sorry, Santi boy, let's have to do this. During their no um seven years of no UCL football, ah, almost they tried. Because I cannot imagine maybe we are going to be on that path, but I don't want to I don't want to be negative because people are going to drag me. And honestly, I'll say something. Um at the beginning of every season. I used to ask my Twitter followers to give me their top four predictions for the season. And I was seeing Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea. I mean, people had high expectations. Even rival fans, they were like, Chelsea will actually bounce back and make top four because no European commitment, one game a season. Pochettino has shown that he can manage kids well. But I don't want to talk about Pochettino right now so that we will not deviate from the old topic. So I'm just going to let Santi tell us from an Arsenal point of view how the season has been so far because we actually saw Arsenal go from first to fourth in a week. I mean, first on Christmas Day, fourth on New Year's Day. Santi, how do you feel? Just tell us. Um, <laughs> it's been disappointing so far, judging with the fact that this point last season um, we're flying really high. I mean, we already accumulated more than 50 points after 20 games last season. And this season so far has been a massive drop-off. Uh, drop when you look at it, we are still at 40 points. Last seven games in our competition, we've only managed to win one game. Ah, which is depressing. And when I look at it, I'm not used to this anymore as a national fan. If this was like three, four years ago, it, it will be a walk in the park for me emotionally. But, but I mean, Chelsea fans have been trying over the last one year. Losing games week in, week out. But uh, I still believe in the team. And I, I know we are out of the Carabao Cup right now. We are out of the FA Cup. And it's not looking good for us in the league, if we're being honest. And if you look at our record in the Champions League, we can't confidently, confidently say we're going all the way to win the Champions League, right? So it's not looking good how our season is turning out right now. But one thing is, I still believe so much in the team. I still believe in the manager. Having everybody available. I know all teams, every team in the Premier League has had a lot of injuries this season. So, but I mean, I can only speak for, from my own club's perspective. And I know... They are so yeah, them being out for major part of the season has you know affected us in a way, but it is not really the major excuse for how we've been performing as a team because in the last seven games, I think for me the only game we um uh deserved to lose was probably the four game because they completely outplayed us. Aside that game, every other game except maybe Liverpool at Anfield were completely better team. If if you guys watched the game yesterday against Liverpool, we outplayed them and everything. We just couldn't finish with the ball in the back of the net. So, yeah, it's so frustrating to see Top had uh, on Christmas Day now fought one point um, above Tottenham, who has been struggling for weeks. We are below City, who struggled for nearly a month as well. So, yeah, it's so annoying to see. But I still, I still believe in the team to go all the way 
challenging for the league. I'm not saying we're going to win it, but I still believe in them to go all the way to challenge for the league and, you know, be there in case there's a slip-up from Liverpool or Man City. Thank you very much for that. For your last sentence, do you know I was actually going to ask you that? Um, I need you to give me a very, very definite answer. Do you think Arsenal are going to win the Premier League this season? Yes or no? Uh, I can't really give a definite answer to that. Do <laughs> I believe we can win it? Yes, I believe we can win it. But I can't say, oh, for sure, we are going to win it. No, I can't really say that. But I believe mm. we can win it. I believe we have all it takes. Mm. Mm. Um, now, let me ask you. Do you think Arsenal are still in contention to win the um, Premier League? Yeah, I think so. I think, I think like, like he said, one thing is, you know, results are key. But I always also look out for performances as well. That's why whenever a team plays the way they do mm. and we lose... Yeah. I'm always like, I don't see a way back because it's not like we're playing well and we're losing. There was a period where we played well and we were saying, oh, we just didn't score. But if you look at us now and City as well, when people were saying, oh, City is done and dusted, I only saw the Aston Villa game where they struggled. The rest of the games, they played better. And I looked at the Liverpool game to, um, yesterday. They should, they should have won that game, to be fair. Like, you know, we know we've been watching these spots for such a long time that if you don't take your chances, you know, you know for certain, especially a team like Liverpool, you know for certain they'll hurt you. And this is also to Liverpool fans. I think they should be worried. I saw some parts of that game where I was, if that was my team, I'll be looking at that midfield going, we don't have anybody in midfield. We need to address that. Don't get carried away by the high of beating us now. Sorry, I'm digressing. But yeah, I still think us now, you know, have what it takes. Trust me, um, this team, a really talented team, right? And uh, I feel like they would they would find their rhythm again. But I think it would be too, too late for them. I think it would be too late for them. It won't be enough because we expected them to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with City and challenge to the very end. I don't think it will be just that, but to think that they are done and dusted and out, I don't think so. And if you remember, this season has just been a roller coaster sort of season. Before we were saying City were, were out. Remember we were saying Spurs were also done and dusted that they were out of top four contention. So things will change. I think um, it's just a matter of a couple more results. This season, if you lose two, two games in a row, you might find yourself in fifth. So it's just that type of season where it's not going to be obviously a hundred points or 90 points um, tally. I think the winner of the league will probably get about 80 points thereabouts. So I feel like Arsenal are still in it. And I also wanted to add that it's surprising for me to hear Arsenal fans give up and say, oh, the city has gone to, gone to City. I was listening, I was listening to your response there, Santi, and I liked what you said because most Arsenal fans I've spoken to are sort of giving up, and that is ridiculous. Like, how would you give up? This is a chance at a league. I know it's city. Like, we are allowed to say Arsenal are out. 
Chelsea fans, Liverpool fans, sports fans. But flip the scripts, I'm sure Rola will agree with me. If he was Chelsea in this position, Chelsea fans would never agree. Until you, until you bury us, until it's mathematically impossible, we'll still be, ve- we'll still be there saying we're going to win the league. So yeah, um, I still think Arsenal are not done and dusted yet. I feel like they will be back. But do I think they're going to win the league? No. But I think they, they will be back. All right, thank you very much for that. You know me, I'm all about, I mean, I can be very objective sometimes, but when it comes to us now, I like to, I like my agenda to agent and I like to back that us now. So I'm actually, sorry, I'm actually enjoying this us now's downfall. And I of just course. hope that they're not back. I don't want them to be back. <laughs> I want them to, if Chelsea's suffering, let us now be suffering. In fact, see, Chelsea downfall. Greater, 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 greater than no Arsenal down for greater, greater, greater than Chelsea success. Anyway, well, I think, just... well, I think they're in an impossible position though, because the only way out of this is to win the league. Like even if they come second, we are still going to banter them and say, "Oh, you guys fumbled the league again." So yeah. I don't see how. I mean, I mean, in the real sense, in the real sense, because if this is what you guys did last season. Uh, Arsenal challenge for the title, fair shots in the end, and went trophyless. Chelsea went trophyless as well. But I mean, when you get home at night and you think about the whole thing outside of Twitter and probably away from your friends who support that club, you get to be honest with yourself like, you know what, these people have had better seasons than us. It was literally yeah, actually, everything. I, mean, just, I, I actually feel bad for Chelsea at some point last season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean it's just it's just the brand and agenda. So um moving on, I need us to talk about the most surprising and disappointing team in the league this season. Man, I don't even need to ask you guys who has been the most disappointing team this season. Everybody <laughs> knows Chelsea and United. Yeah. And for me, man, I did not expect my club to be this bad because everybody knows that I am not an optimistic person. I don't want to be optimistic. I don't want to be optimistic. I like to be pessimistic so that when things happen, I will be very surprised. I'm like, oh, wow. When I know that this thing actually happened, I just want to be surprised. But for some reason, this preseason, I was making mouth. I mean, even at work with my friends during lunch, I'm telling them, ah, Chelsea's back home. We are even going to even content. Remember that 2015? <laughs> and Conte won us the league the next season. This is that. Guys. I've been very, very disappointed with Chelsea this season. And United, they have also, I think they've also fallen off this season because they actually had a great, Eric Ten Hag had a great debut season. I can't even lie. They won a trophy. They finished um top three. Is it top three? Yes, they finished top three in the league. I mean, that was very impressive. But right now, it just feels like they just know how to grind out results. I don't know how those guys, even do that, that, they, are, they are the worst team in the league with the worst football I just don't know. We just started squad. How, man? Um, Santiago, I want you to tell us your most surprising and most disappointing team in the league this season. Well, um, contrary to you guys' belief, I I'm not sure with what Chelsea, I you know, are doing this mm-hmm. season so far. I'm not sure with what Man United are doing this season so far, and that's why it was so funny when 
United fans were all over the place last season. Oh, we are the betters in England now, snob, because they won a Carabao Cup. <laughs> if you look at their cup run last season, they barely played a big team throughout the entire run. Yeah, I think the biggest thing they played in the Carabao Cup was Newcastle in the final, and they won, rightfully so. And if you look at, there's a problem in football these days that I really don't like. Um, people, uh, results-based analysis. People look at results and ignore the performance. Right. Now, you can get results now, but if you look at the performance, are the results sustainable? If you look at how Man United were playing last season, oh no, I wasn't a big fan of it. For a big club like United, every single time, give it to Bruno Rashford on the counter. And the moment teams clock you, then there is a problem. Right? So if you're playing against a low block and you don't have that space in behind, for Rashford to run and, you know, Bruno to lash the ball into space and Rashford to run black next back of the net, then there's going to be a problem. And you see how much Rashford has struggled this season. So I looked at it last season. I told some of my friends at United, but like, I don't think this is sustainable. And when they went into the window this summer to get on Nana, I was hoping maybe there will be a change in their structure now that they have a ball going, uh, ball playing goalkeeper. They want to play out from the back, have a bit more of control in games. Because last season, even teams that are small, worse than United. I mean, in terms of quality, were having more of the ball against them. They were just not interested in it. So they got on Anna, and somehow it's still been the same uh, playing style from last season. Completely different from what Tiang was doing at Ajax. And when they asked him, he said something about, oh, he, he doesn't have the profile of players to play the kind of football he was playing at Ajax when you, in fact, you were the one making this signing. So it doesn't make sense. So I'm not surprised with where they are this season. And Chelsea as well, you guys are, you know, used to falling off for one season and bouncing straight back up. During the Abramovic era, considering how ruthless, how ruthless it was. But yeah, to be honest, I'm not expecting it to be this bad. I was expecting a progress. But being 10th last season and being 10th so far this season, I wasn't really expecting that. But I wasn't expecting it to be in the top four. So yeah, um, I'm sorry for taking most of your time. Uh, the disappointment of the season so far for me and Newcastle. Because I believed so much in their projects. What they did last season was impressive. I expected them to kick on this season. I know they've had a lot of injuries, but they've had a disappointing season so far. And the surprise of the season for me so far is Aston Villa. I never imagined them to come anywhere close to where they are right now. They've done fantastically well. They only lost one game at home all season. And that was... Um, was it March or April that Arsenal beat them last season? Um, all year, they only lost one game throughout 2023 at home. And that was like March last year when Arsenal beat them. And ever since then, they've been, they beat City, beat Arsenal. I, I think they beat United at home as well. So yeah, they've been impressive. They are the surprise of the season for me so far. Thank you so much for that. I actually agree with the Aston Villa aspect because honestly, I was saying that um, Aston Villa, Brighton, 
and Newcastle cannot replicate whatever they did last season. But so far, so good. Aston Villa has made me... <clears throat> I don't know the English I will use, but you guys get me. Um, Adam, <laughs> can I have your most surprising and disappointing team so far this season? Um, So I'll start with the surprising team. I think I'll, I'll also say Aston Villa. Um, they, I think they did very well last season. I didn't expect them to quite follow up the way they have done. Uh, so credit must go to Una Emery. I also want to say Ange and Spurs. Um, they also, like, I wasn't expecting them to be, to ever at any point be, be on top of the league or to even be fifth. I had Chelsea in my predictions for the season finish above them. And it's almost quite obvious that they're probably going to finish above us. So those two teams surprised me. As for disappointments, like it's hard to look beyond my team, right? Although I did not expect us to finish top four. I feel like that was just a bit too much. That was being too ambitious. This is still a young team. But like um, Santi, like Santi was, like Santi said about performances, like when I watch some of our performances this season, like it's just been really poor really poor. I expected to have a definite style of play by now and to know what we, what we, you know, like have like a structure, have a proper 11. Right now, we still have guys in and out of the team who are not really sure who should be the centre-back pairing. We don't have, some of it, you might say it's down to injury, but we don't have um, our midfield sorted yet. Right and left wing was still contemplating. By now, in my head, I feel like we should already know who we can trust. And I don't think we have that yet. Because in my mind, I, I was thinking, like, okay, Poch is the guy to come in and sort of settle us, identify the core of the team, and then we can move on from there. But he hasn't done that so far. So that's been disappointing to me. And Manchester United as well were a bit disappointing too. Um, like one of my guys would say to Manchester United is know who you are. Right, I felt like they are still in an identity crisis, trying to play. That's why they've got Onana, trying to play a certain way when it's clear that they are not built that way. And contrary to what many people who say, like I feel like if counter, if they can, if counter attacking football is what's bringing them success, you can play that and still be successful. You can play that to a very high level. Does it have limitations? Yes, it does. But you can also play that and be successful. And if you watch most of their performances where they've you know, won the games or when they've played well this season, it has been through counter-attacking football. So if they want to build on that and become a successful team like that, I feel like I'm not always subscribed to like every team must play out of the back, everybody must pass, pass, pass. It doesn't always have to be that way. Like I expected that they would have, you know, built on what they what they did last season and improved and maybe you know solidified the football that they play. But like we've seen, it's it's been terrible. So them and Chelsea are are, are the disappointment so far. I really agree with you. For me, it has to be the disappointing team has to be Chelsea, United. And yes, I have to go with Newcastle too because no, I don't think I'll, I don't think I will go with Newcastle. I just feel like that's their standard. But at the same time, they have the money already. 
or I still feel like that's their stars. That's Newcastle we know we know. And um for my surprise team, I'll say Aston Villa. Um so moving on. Um, you guys have to tell me your best players in the league so far this season. Me, I will not even lie. I'm going to be biased here. I'm going to say Copama because obviously, what's, what is what is uh, football if I don't support player from my club? I have to go with Copama. That boy has been really, really impressive. I mean, for me, has been the... I will say exactly the signing of the season, but for my club, it has been the signing of the season. So, Adams, can you tell me your player of the season so far? Signing of the season, yeah. player of the season. Anyway. Oh, signing of the season, oof. <laughs> it probably has to be the same person. I'm going to agree with you, Kopama, man, because it's been a while I've seen an attacking player excel at my club. Well, not really a while, but it's just been... You see, last season we didn't really let's okay, let's even forget about last season. The season before, uh, you say probably we had Mason Mount, but he's not really a pure attacker like that, right? So um, I'll say Kopama has been my best player of the season, the way he has just excelled um since he came here, and there's just something about him like I'm I'm very careful to say these words. I'm very careful, but it just feels like Edin Hazard, like the way, I'm not saying they're the same player, but like the, the swagger that they have on the ball, like the confidence that it, it, you get when you see certain players get on the ball, right? I remember when whenever I saw Edin Hazard, again, they are not the same player. They are not, I'm not comparing them in any way, but I'm just saying like the confidence I get, for example, when I'm seeing him, about to take a penalty or just get on the ball. And there's another thing. He always looks like he doesn't know what to do. But then in a in a twinkle of an eye, the second, he just does magic. So, like, he's just been really, I've been really impressed. And considering the fact that nobody expected much from him, I remember seeing his name on, like, possible flops of the season. And people were like, oh, Manchester City robbed you. You paid 40 million for who? Kopama, are you crazy? So just based off of that, and then value for money, like um, for what we signed, what we signed him, uh, we I think we've gotten you know way more than that. The value of what we signed him for. If you look at other signings like Declan Rice, of course he's supposed to perform well. He was signed for what hundred and something million. Uh, who else is probably there? Maybe Madison, but he has been injured. Um, who else? Who else? I mean, off the top of my head. Uh, you say Declan Rice and Palmer for signing of the season, but again, Declan Rice was already built to be that player, so we already knew about him. Palmer had how many uh, stats last season, how many appearances last season, so based off of that, I would say uh, Palmer has been both my signing of the season and player of the season. Thank you so much for that, but I don't actually agree with you saying that Icarus was already built to be that player, but I still don't agree that he was expected to perform just like that. But I feel like if you are saying that he was built and expected to perform, I feel like you are discrediting him. Because we've seen other 100 million signings in another club that they were actually built, but not still excel in their respective... No, no, I'm just talking about from the money. Like, from the money that you paid for him, like, there will be an expectation of you to perform. 
Like, because we have some players in our clubs that we paid such money for, so we expect them. But Palmer wasn't expected. Like, we just like, okay, we got him. Like, nobody was really, you know, hyped or expecting him to to be that guy. So signing of the season called Palmer. And I feel like, okay, for player of the season, I would say, are you guys forgetting Salah? Apart from the Palmer and um, the Clan Rice, are you forgetting Salah? But we will come to that. So I want Santi to tell us his own signing of the season and player of the season so far. I know what he's going to say, but let's let's hear him. <laughs> um. Well. <laughs> uh. Thank you for mentioning Salah. I think Salah has been amazing this season. He's been like back to his best self compared to what he did last and even last season I, I don't think it was bad but Liverpool being bad overall sort of overshadowed what he did last season he was still one of their best players last season and this season so far for me um, I think he's been arguably the best player of the season in the Premier League so far would have been Rodri but Rodri has missed some games due to suspensions here and there but for me I think it's Salah it's just Salah for me, outrightly. And uh, signing of the season, I promise you I'm not being biased, right? It, it would have been uh, Madison for me. I think being Madison has been uh, available to this moment and continued his form from the beginning of the season till now. It would have been Madison for me because the little time he's played with sports so far, his impact and how much they got him for with what he's done so far, it's just so ridiculous. So it would have been uh, Madison. I raised Palmer. I watched him against us in the, the community shield and it was brilliant. Like This guy has you know, a bright future ahead of him. And even though I've, I've been saying it, uh, if you check my tweets like about Palmer, so you, you get to that, I rate him a lot. But for me, what Declarez has done so far, it's a no-brainer. It's this is not me being biased. It's a no-brainer. And Adam was saying it the other time, like, oh, the Clarice was expected. No, it wasn't expected too. Because when we paid that money in the summer, paid that money in the summer, a lot of people were like, oh, it's ridiculous. It's this, it's that, it's basmati, it's English hype, this and that. A lot of people didn't watch him at West Ham. We're just going off Twitter narratives, like, and this all... Uh, is English, so it's automatically overrated. I don't get where people got that from. Once you're an English player, you're automatically overrated. What he's done so far, we watch him week in, week out. There are aspects of his game that he needs to improve on, but nah, for me, it's been ridiculous. I, I couldn't even, I can't say he's had this much poor game. Even his poor game, it's still like an, a 7 over 10 performance. And when people try to bring out uh Cliffs to slander him, and I saw, I saw, I see these slander materials, and I just laugh. Like, is this the best you really can do to slander this guy? Then it shows how good he is. It's the signing of the season so far for me. Nancy, don't worry. Oh, nobody's above slander. Even my goat Messi gets slandered for being pampered. <laughs> so, <laughs> no player is above the band agenda, and yes, still basmati. But honestly, actually, like I actually rate rice from all I've said. Like your medicine point, so I've said Madison, but actually wanted Madison at Chelsea. Do you know he was offered to Chelsea for forty million, and we said he's above twenty five. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not I moved. So I'm not moved. He's injured, so I don't care. 
the only thing I used to is to compensate myself. Like, okay. Anyways, it's injured, so we cannot add another injured player to our. Work. I it's think we good. forget one guy though, Vicario. He's been he's yes. been really good too. Vicario has been really really good for Tottenham this season. So I want you guys to tell me your the Premier League should end today. Which manager will get your player your um the manager of the season? For me, it will be United Emery. But I want you guys to tell me yours. Starting with you, Adams. Oof. Well, this is a tough one. This is a tough one because normally the team at the top, uh, top of the team, I mean, I mean, top of the table team, Liverpool, like if, if it ends today, Liverpool will win the league, right? So it should go to Klopp. But at the same time, you, you, the work that um, you know, Emery is doing at Villa is just incredible. Like he's on head of. I know they, they sign players, they have a bit of money as well, but man... He took that team from being on the verge of relegation to what they're doing. That's why I, it just pains me when I hear pro um process. Like some managers don't care about process, right? He ca- so yeah. somebody else would have somebody else would have probably taken Villa and said, "Oh, we need a process to get to like tenth, and from there we can now move to like sixth. And it, but bro, this guy just took the team from nothing like he just brought them from zero to to where they are right now so he has to be the manager of manager season let me say that this is why i always fight with chelsea fans on twitter every time you are telling me to... see i cannot even lie i am all for trusting the process but i mean you have to show me workings and show me that this process will work i mean chelsea um chelsea um Villa appointed you know emery the same a week after Chelsea appointed Potter, and just look at the team that is flying and the one that is still is still stagnant. We are moving from 10 to 12, telling me to trust the process. Don't let me get started on Chelsea because I feel like we'll just deviate <laughs> from the old from the old topic. So Santi, can you tell me your own manager of the season? Uh, so, so far, far I think uh it's between Klopp and Embry because Liverpool was so terrible last season and with what club has had to work with, he doesn't have a recognized six in, in his team. Has played a lot, uh, couple of players there, and doesn't have that reputation. But they, you know, they are still flying. But taking the Aston Villa team, putting them second on the in the in the league, and their results so far this season. Uh, I don't. I'll be biased if I if, if I disagree with you on Emery being the manager of the season so far. I think it is for me. Yeah. Thank you so much. So let's make our. We're already in game week twenty. We are like moving closer to game week twenty five, game week thirty, game week thirty eight. So give me definite answer, guys. Top four and relegation. For me, I'll say top four. I'm at me. I'll not even lie. I think City will win the league again, even though I don't want them to win the league. I, I know that KDB is back, and that's like a big catalyst to City's title race. I think City are going to win the league again. But I don't mind if Liverpool should win the league. But if God wants to distribute everything, let it be even. Let Aston Villa just do a Leicester for us. So everybody go and sleep. At least no banter here and there. But I think City will win the league again. I think Liverpool will come second. It's now third and Villa fourth. For my relegation, hmm, 
I'll say Luton, Burnley, and Sheffield. Yes, those three. I think they are going back. Yeah, I think somebody called them the worst. I said that somebody called them the worst set of SS3 students ever, but I think those guys are going back. So, Santi, can you tell me your own prediction? Um, if Liverpool fails to sign a recognized six this season, um, this window, I don't see them. I'm not, I mean, Onana is there for grab. I don't get why they are not going in for him, but yeah, I, I don't see them winning the league. I see as a stance, I see City a points towards City winning the league again. And like I said, if Liverpool don't size six, I don't even see them finishing second. If you look at if you look at the numbers this is I know people want to dismiss stats every now and then like oh stats this stats is that is overrated blah 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 stats merchants but stats open our eyes to things we 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 didn't see on the pitch except we want to start lying to ourselves, right? If you look at how many chances Liverpool has considered this season, oh my God. If they have an average defence, they would have let in a lot of goals because they've considered a lot of XG this season so far. So yeah, uh, I, I'm putting them third with Arsenal finishing second and that fourth spot will probably go to Villa for me. Oh, oh God. Villa or sports. Yeah, Villa. And relegation, so sorry. Um, Lee has been terrible. I, I, Luton recently has been impressive. Um, but yeah, they have Everton above them, they have Brentford above them, Nottingham Forest. So it's really tough for them, really, really tough. So yeah, Luton, Burnley, and Sheffield to be relegated. Adams, can you make your own predictions, please? Okay. Um, I'll start with the relegation. Um, Sheffield and Burnley. And if you know me, you know I have a soft spot for Luton. They are they're my team. I like the underdog story. So I'm I'm you know, I'm never going to root against my team. So uh I'll just put um uh, Nottingham Forest in there. I know they just got uh Nuno, Nuno Espirito Santo, but um I mean, I just can't root against my team. So, yeah, um, Nottingham Forest, Sheffield, and Burnley. And for top four, <laughs> again, I don't want Aston Villa to go to the Champions League. Uh, they probably are going to go, but I just feel like we need better representation in those leagues, especially Champions League. So, and to me... You know, Champions League is all about pedigree. It's all about history. It's all about have you been there before? Have you done it before? So, I'll I'll stick with Spurs above Aston Villa for fourth place. And also, I've consistently maintained this season that I've not been impressed by Liverpool, but they keep proving me wrong. Uh, every time I say, "Man, I don't think Liverpool are good enough," they just keep proving me wrong. So, stick to that. Um. I know it would be a catastrophe for them to end up finishing third, but I don't know, man. There's just something about them when I watch them. I think, yes, they are mentality monsters. Yes, they have Salah, but it just feels all too chaotic at times, and they've been riding their luck too many times this season. 
So just based off of that, I'm just going to go with them finishing third. It doesn't look like it, but yeah, that's my prediction. And Arsenal to finish second, Man City to finish first. You know, this is quite interesting. If Aston Villa end up not being in top four. <laughs> you know, football is funny. Football is really funny. In a blink of an eye, anything can happen. So I won't be surprised, but we'll see how the season will end. So I want to ask you, Adam, just make a prediction. Where will Chelsea finish this season? Oh, I think we'll probably... Oh, man. So difficult, man. Because when it comes to Chelsea, I never think with my head. Right? So, I and for me, I always feel it's bad luck to predict against your team. So, I can never just say anything wrong, no matter how glaring it is. But I, I don't know, man. Chelsea, I'll probably say seventh, sixth. Well, you will have high hopes. <laughs> me, do you think um they'll finish above in United? Bro, uh, that see if you don't do anything for me, just do down for me, please. Because <laughs> that Manchester United is such a terrible team. We we see we are you know we are miles better than them. We, we are terrible, but we are miles better than Manchester United. Bro, but I just league, need but to... the league table says otherwise. I know, now. I know, I know, I know the league table is saying otherwise, but man, Manchester United are such a terrible team. But yeah, we just I, I beg, Poch, please just finish <laughs> about Manchester United. I beg, please. Well, Santi, what do you think you will finish this season? And then you, you want us to relegate. Can I, I quickly that... jump in? Yes, yes, yes. Can I quickly jump in? Yeah, I've yeah, been seeing sure, something in recently, like. I think for the first time, the, the table is lying because I feel like United has been more terrible than Chelsea. Thank you. To be honest, if you ask me. But somehow, United are still leading you guys on top of the table. So, yeah, for the first time, I think the league table is sort of lying. And if people look at the table and, you know, judge how good the teams are based on their standing on the table, I think they might be wrong. All right. Thank you so much. And that's like a wrap-up on our Premier League mid-season review. So, as the second half of the season unfolds, we just hope that our predictions and everything will, will be correct. But looking forward to see how everybody's club is going to perform the second half of the season. And thank you guys very much for honoring my invitation. But before... You say the closing prayer. <laughs> I want you guys to just um, wow. drop your Twitter and do whatever I want to promote. Just just do it now. Uh, Adam, you can go first. Okay. Uh, so my Twitter handle is at the Adams underscore. So uh, that's T-H-E-A-D-A-M-S underscore. And then I also have a YouTube channel called Football Fans Zone. So you can, you know, catch that on YouTube, Football Fan Zone. Thank you. Um, Santi. Oh, um, thank you for having me, first of all, and giving me your platform to promote myself. Uh my Twitter handle is DeepSanti. Same on Instagram, same on TikTok, even though I hardly upload on my Instagram anyways. But yeah, I started using TikTok more. And on YouTube, you can just search for Deepik Sansi and you see my YouTube channel, kindly subscribe. That's for Arsenal fans alone anyways, because I only do Arsenal contents. Thank you again for having me, Rola. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been amazing. Even man. if it's 
even if it's only for Arsenal fans, I will still join so that me I can laugh. Uh, and laugh at my tears. Yeah, no wala. But don't worry, guys. I will make sure that I include you guys and want your um, YouTube page on my newsletter so that everybody can check out what you do. And yes, guys, this is a wrap. I am super, super grateful for having you guys on this. And to my listeners, audience, everybody, my fans, sorry, I know this is a bit of a stretch, but you know, I always do my thing. Come Thank on, you, you guys. Fans, <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We are your fans. <laughs> oh, you right there, they're my fans. So thank you guys for listening. <laughs> Go and subscribe to my newsletter. Follow Sideline Insights with Roller on Twitter, S-I-W-R underscore. And follow me on my own Twitter page, Roller underscore underscore A. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening. I really, really, really appreciate. And see you in the next episode. Bye.